0: You're
1: listening to the Fast Break Podcast with Carly Tebow Dudonis and J.J. Du. And all-access pass to the Fairfield University women's basketball program only on the Stag Sports Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Fast Break Podcast with Coach Carly. J.J. Duke here with you, along with Carly, Tebow Dudonis herself. Coach, good morning. Good morning. To- we're recording on the Monday morning after a couple of days on the road for you guys. Um, we're going to really kind of break down this road trip, or at least you're two-thirds of the way of the road trip down. Still got a game away to Dayton in a few days' time, but we're not alone here as well. We're joined by multiple coaches on This Morning. Erica Brown is also here. Coach, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for uh, taking some time out of your busy schedule to uh, sit down and chat with us.
0: Always. Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. Um, I know you're big first off on your shoe game. I failed miserably. (laughs) I do not do the shoes. I'm working more up on the... uh, the soccer jersey side on this Monday. That's <laughs> for another day. But well, anytime
2: you need help, I got you. Just I, come I, to my office. Yeah. So... I heavily rely on her advice.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, holiday season is right around the corner. I could use...
2: Get some good
0: deals. Get... I was looking yesterday.
1: Okay. All right. So, wait, hold on. So, first off, what are we looking at here? Do we have any for you? Like anything that you're hmm. thinking about?
0: There's some new white and red 11s coming out. Cherry 11s. Okay. Maybe I'll have to get those. I don't really know. We'll have to see what's...
1: Save them for a special day. Game, perhaps
0: you know, you know, conference play. Yeah. Every day is every game is a special game. This so, is true. This so, is true. I'm just getting ready.
1: So love that. <laughs> love that. Um, let's get into this. Um, we haven't actually spoke, Carly, you and I, since the uh, home kind of the first home weekend of the season if you will the Stonehill Michigan game obviously that's kind of well in the rear view mirror but since we just had the first men's game and they had their massive crowd you guys had a couple of lovely crowds for the Stonehill Michigan game i mean even looking back on it a week plus from then I still got chills Mm -hmm. especially from the Stonehill game for you finally getting to have that home atmosphere your first home game with this group like how sensational was that
2: it was awesome I mean you just to be honest you don't see that in women's basketball and that's probably one of the best student crowds I've ever been around in you know 15 years of playing and coaching Um, you know coach Eric on our staff he's been coaching for 25 plus years and he said that's the best student crowd he's yeah. ever been around so that's a huge kudos to our Red Sea Madness but you know I, I it, it makes a huge difference you know having that energy and the energy to feed off of uh, of the crowd it was awesome and I, I know our student our, our student athletes really enjoyed it and had had a blast but um you know we didn't play great in the first half against Stonehill and then they kind of kept carrying us and we we finally broke away in the second half so uh, having a hope Corn advantage is um you can't you can't put a price on that
1: no you can i think it also it almost it's so fulfilling knowing that we've mm-hmm. been talking about this day for <laughs> so long and so long and erica for you at the same time this is kind of like you're buying into the system coming in trying to be like okay is this really going to happen is this <laughs> going to happen then all of a sudden you walk out i mean they were there 40 <laughs> minutes before the game started <laughs> i mean you don't even get you know even on <laughs> just regular games you don't get fans there for warm-ups mm-hmm. and there they are ready to go yep. I mean for you kind of the same feeling
0: oh my gosh it was unbelievable um, and I thought and I thought our players really loved it and they bought into it they had the fat heads out there <laughs> they were they were into the cl- crowd you've seen you know our guys looking at the crowd raising their hands like telling them to get on their feet so it was it was awesome
1: and um, I think it helps as well one of the more uh, players that kind of relies on energy and emotion being Andrea just <laughs> goes off and have herself a game I mean if there was one player that you picked that probably might have been the one right
2: yeah she thrives in that <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> love that
1: I mean she put up an impressive 20 point game seven boards seven assists and also I think the crowd got to the opponents a little bit which mm-hmm. is what they're supposed to do yeah. 26 forced turnovers I mean that's also the style that you guys are trying to implant is not only having our offense play fast fastball so to force your opponent to play Fairfield basketball
2: mm-hmm. yep Yep. So yeah, uh, I thought, you know, between the crowd and our team, kind of, I think we're now seeing um, some carryover and some habits that we've we've been trying to build since the summer. Um, and I thought, you know, especially that game, but each game as we've gone forward, we've seen um, huge steps as far as the way that we want to play and keep growing as a team defensively.
1: And also, one of those that did actually carry over nicely into that Michigan game, that first half specifically, because it felt at times, at least from my perspective it felt like Michigan were being forced to play Fairfield basketball really for the first half. I mean, you give credit to a couple of what Maddie Nolan threes mm-hmm. and just that redonkulous Bankton three at the buzzer from yeah. some weird angle. I mean, yeah. I was looking at that because it was right in our line from the broadcast uh, perspective. I'm like, there's no way hits top left of yeah. the back bar. I'm like, all right, well, there you go. You tip your hat and you move forward. But did that game kind of almost give you guys I – mean, it wasn't the complete performance. Michigan, obviously, they found a way to grind out a result. But that first half showing that, okay, so you learned a lot from the Penn State game, the pace that they played mm-hmm. – Implemented it into this game. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and that's something we've talked a lot about of like each game being its own, you know, entity and keep and continue to grow from it. So we talked about like obviously Penn State's pressure and taking care of the ball and their physicality. And then, you know, I, th- I give huge credit to our assistant coaches. They do a great job in scouting reports and um, preparing and figuring out what we can take away um, within those games. And so I thought. Um, our kids were well prepared. they bought into the game plan. Um, and I thought you know, what we had a couple of you know key pinpoints of how we could disrupt them and be disruptive. And I thought that our team did a great job of executing that, um, whether it was you know doubling in the post, digging in the post, things like that, and, I, and we turned them over and we were able to get some easy stuff on the other end. Uh, you know, I thought in the, in the second half their, their kind of size and um, you know ability to rebound over us and around us and things like that kind of got to us in the second half. but I'm, I'm proud of how our team um, you know has, has paid more attention to detail each game.
1: As a coach, when you put together that scout a couple days before, and obviously when games are coming thick and fast, you're trying to make sure you have that mentality of one game at a time, one game at a time, but all of a sudden you put that plan together for the Michigan game. Not sure if that was specifically your game or if you had another contest that you're looking at as your specific scout, but how pleasing is it when you see boxes start to be checked off in the middle of the game? I know obviously there's in-game adjustments, but when you'd be like, okay, we, we did the job that we expected at this point, now on to the next one.
0: Well, first off, shout out to Coach Blake for that scout. Um, he did a great job. But I think it's very rewarding um, amount of, you know, film we watch and, you know, all of us coming in here talking about how can we be most successful um, on the teams we play. When our kids really buy into it and, it, like, it shows in the game, like, I mean, you're just on the bench like, oh, thank you. <laughs> this is amazing. Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: it's, it's good. I mean, it's the hours that you guys put in.
0: Yeah.
2: Coach Erica with the huge Fordham <laughs> scout.
1: <laughs> and we're getting to that right See, you See, you, know, yeah. you know how the transition works. so so here we go with the Fordham scout so we're gonna go right into it I mean this this is starting for those that are trying to pick out exactly where we are in the schedule so this begins a three-game road trip after Thanksgiving which also speaking of a long break between the Michigan and the Fordham games, it's not like not often they have a 10-day break in there Um, what was that like for both of year's perspective to make sure that your players got the rest after, you know, a, a frenetic start to the season but also to make sure that everything stays in tune.
2: Yeah, so it was kind of nice. We, we needed to obviously get some people healthy. Um, we had some people kind of banged up. And so having some intermittent days off in that break was great. Um, you know, again, I give a huge credit to our staff because I know Coach Erica went to town on the Fordham Scout in that time. Uh, I challenged Coach Eric. Um, he's, you know, obviously got a great offensive mind with how, how we can con- continue to, you know, minimize our turnovers, maximize our offensive efficiency. And I thought he kind of dove into that that week. We did a ton of work as a team just on ourselves. It was a great time to focus on ourselves. Um, And I think that that showed then when we went and were able to to score 80 um, on a a really good Fordham team.
1: Yeah. And so what goes into having that extra time, right? The 10 days. So how much do you really dive into specific offense sets, specific defensive sets? Do you give yourself a little bit of a leeway in there knowing that you have 10 days to get it all right?
0: Yeah, I think – and this is a shout-out to Coach Carly. Um, She did a great job of telling our players, like, we're going to really focus on us, right, in the beginning of the week. We're not going to focus on Fordham. We're really going to focus on us. How can we get better? How can we be the best basketball team we can possibly be? So we did um, really got better on the offensive part of just how we can get better with that, minimizing turnovers and stuff. So we did that and then kind of moved to – kind of eased our way into the Fordham scout with doing, like, breakdowns and stuff like that. But I think for me during that scout, the big thing was, like – how can we be able to defend like this really veteran team yeah um, so really diving into like making sure you know our kids knew like this is team defense right everybody needs to be locked in on every single kid um, they only play a certain amount of kids but they're very veteran group um, they've been playing together for a couple years and it did a good job um it was it was it was great to see they really bought in um, to everything that we talked about everything we went through so it was very intense in the scout um so <laughs> it was good we had a re- uh, shout out to our scout guys they were awesome they got to come and really help us uh, plan for that game, so it was good. So <laughs> for those
1: that are maybe not no, knowing what exactly that is. So, who are the scout guys, and what kind of what do they do to help this team? It, um, it, it's always, of course, an entire army behind a group. Awesome. Just, yeah. yeah,
0: they're awesome. Okay. Um, again, shout out to Coach Blake for putting um, together a great group of guys that are really bought in to helping mm-hmm. us get better. Um, but he really just recruited um, a lot of intramural guys, a lot of guys on campus that really just wanted to help out with our team. Uh, I mean, we got a six-five guy on on our scout team, so I mean, we're ready to go. Our, our, those guys are really good, and they're in when they come you know they're really bought into what we need them need them to do to help us get better so um any every day that they can come like it's it's great for our group um they've helped us got better tremendously so so.
1: how do they kind of interwine in terms of like you're playing a scout offense or a scout defense so are they sitting in basically on all the meetings with you guys to try and understand so this is what in this case what Fordham is going to run how do you go yeah. and just buy into that system? They're not varsity athletes. Well, maybe in <laughs> high school they were, but yeah. you know, it's not that same mentality of day in, day out grinding. Now, all of a sudden, you've got to figure out a way to become X opponent in five hours.
2: Yeah, you know, I think whoever the scout coach is, they do they grab them before practice. They don't necessarily sit in on the same you know coaches meeting. Sometimes they'll sit in on film occasionally, so they can watch kind of who they're emulating. Mm. Um, But but our coaches do a great job of kind of okay, this person would be the best person to be their best player or their best rebounder, the best post player, whatever it is, and kind of matching up the personnel. Um, And then they'll they'll kind of put them through actions when we do some shell defensive segments, so that they're just the the scout team's just playing offense. Um, And then they'll get a chance to run through you know. Fordham's plays or Michigan's plays or whatever it is um, so that we get great looks of what we're going to see. And the nice thing for us as coaches is it allows us to just focus on one side of the basketball, sure. just focus on us on defense or just us on offense and not have to be coaching both um, at the same time. So the scout coach kind of takes the, the scout guys and then we all coach our team, which is nice. See, I love this. I love like
1: I know for a lot of people, you're like, okay, let's just hear about the game. Let's hear about the game. For me, I love hearing like what goes on behind the scenes because it is it's an entire team. It's not just the girls on the court. It's not just the coaches. It's the staff, the trainers, the managers, the scout team. Now we're we're gonna have to get some names at some point to hear who they are, meet them at some point. But that's awesome, and it clearly did work. I mean, this Fordham team they came in. they're only, lo- they're only real losses against a very good Princeton team against Maryland, obviously, quality. Washington, who started off, I think at the time of recording, they're 7-1. So in yep. Fordham, you know, Kaitlin Downey, who got unconscious early. I think when I look back at it, it was a career high in threes with seven. Might still be a career high in points in 25. You have to kind of accept that and move on. But it felt the fact that the girls always were right there. You know, Fordham pretty much led throughout the entirety of the first half and most of the second half, but it just kind of kept chipping away and chipping away. And um, eventually, Callie got more and more touches down low. You talked about the fact that it's not a big rotation that Fordham played. Did you start to see that there were maybe some you know heavy legs out there as the game goes, goes on? And Callie, who did play 40 minutes in that game, but she felt and looked fresher as it went on.
0: Um, yeah, I, I thought that we did a good job of wearing them down. Um, they they started to not be able to sub because even when they went on their runs, like we punched back and went on our runs. Um, so it was good because we had a lot more depth in them, and we continued to sub our rotations and tried to keep our you know our starters fresh and keep the guys on the bench that came in fresh. Um, so I thought we did a great job with that, and we just wore them down, wore them down. So then fourth quarter and end the game, they were kind of tired and they couldn't make shots. Um, so kudos to, to our guys for really just grinding in and and getting it done. So
1: And then on the opposite end, Isa just steps up and starts making (laughs) shot after shot after shot because you you can have enough presence on Cali, you know, getting touches in the paint, getting touches on the baseline. Then Isa just steps up, hits a couple of big threes late on. And she we talked about this in a past episode where she He's a you know kind of that flex, if you will, but she's very capable of handling the ball and running an offense, and we really saw that come out late on the Fordham game.
2: Yeah, and I, I honestly, I was glad that she came out aggressive to start, um, and we needed. I thought that that kind of carried through the game um, and gave us some confidence early offensively that she was being aggressive and getting to the rim more than we'd seen her do um, all year to that point. So that's kind of been a point of emphasis for our team in general. We know we've got a ton of experience in the post between Callie and Dre. Um, and and it's kind of being able to expand that from being an inside to outside game so when people do collapse on those guys and kind of start to clog the paint more that we have shooters that can knock it down um, and and those guys have done a great job of of being in the gym so that when they do get those opportunities that they're they're ready to cash in
1: and another player who cash in at the right moment we saved her until right now janelle brown <laughs> it's a game and it's been kind of noticed in the last few before that where if she's on the floor playing 25 30 minutes a game it's a it's a different Fairfield team. Mm-hmm. Now she goes into foul trouble early in this game. I know she's a player that I, I love the passion, love the energy, and she's going to try and jump, jump passes, jump in the backcourt, make things happen. Foul trouble has also kind of followed her a little bit. I know you, uh, Erica, had a number of conversations with her throughout that game. <laughs> we won't dive into exactly what was being said, <laughs> but you know what is what gets Janelle to tick to be uber-aggressive, but what also got her to tick to be okay, control that aggression and bring it out at the right times, knowing that this team needs you on the floor down that stretch.
0: Yeah, I, I think just keep reiterating that, right? Like, our team needs you. Like, you don't you do not do us any justice when you're on the bench. Um, and, and just to continue to, like, try to teach her, right, every game um, that she's kind of been in foul trouble sometimes. Like, during the game, if she's in foul trouble, I relate back to, right, like, these are the fouls you got before, right? Like, you got to be smart now. You see the refs calling it this way, right? Like, you got to be, be – you can still be aggressive, but be smart, right? Just be disciplined. Um, And I use that word a lot with her, like, be disciplined. Be disciplined to be disciplined. If you're that – they will give you the ball. You don't have to take it from them. Um, And so she's done a good job of continuing to get better every single day and every game um, with just being disciplined and still being able to be aggressive for us. And
1: and obviously now this is kind of her team as PG one last year, you know, being not the understudy, but she was, you know, the replacement uh, guard for Rachel Hakes, different styles, of course, but how much have you seen her grow in this having her team from when you got her at the beginning of the season to now where she is?
2: Oh, it's it's been awesome to watch. I mean, she's she's grown in all the best ways. I would say from you know June to now, um, she's found a, an ability to be consistent in practice. To Coach Erica's point of being consistent and disciplined, um, and she's she's using her voice for good in a, in really positive ways with our team. Um, and part of that's just experience and maturity. And, you know, we, we talk about kind of growing these guards up and not that they're I mean, we've got juniors and seniors that are playing the guard position, but just haven't played those yep. really big roles to make decisions for 30 minutes in a game. Um, so she's come a long way. She's all of our team. They're they're eager to keep getting better and they're hungry. It's it's easy to coach a team like that when they want feedback and they want coaching. Um so yeah, I know Coach Erica has probably a few gray hairs uh popping out from some of these Nelly fouls, but Absolutely. <laughs> between Absolutely. between her and our other assistants, they do a great job of like if she looks at somebody in practice and even thinks about fouling them, they call a foul. So just trying to to kind of build those habits.
1: Oh, for sure. Scenes though at the end though. I mean, that's a that's a good road win. Mm-hmm. I know obviously this team has found a way to win on the road before the opening game of the season at Brown, but this felt like it's not the signature one quite yet. You don't want this to be the signature, but this is one of those. It's like, that's a good team over there. Maybe one of the better, non, you know, Big Ten Power Five teams that will face this season and one that could do some damage in their league. Absolutely. How much confidence does this group take from a game like that, knowing that they had to claw their way back? They were able to finish, though, as Mm -hmm. not only the better team, but the team that deserved to win.
2: Yeah. No, I think it was really – it was exciting for us for a lot of reasons. Um, Like you said, it's obviously it's a big win, um, and and being able to kind of get an overtime – road win on our, under our belt, I think is huge just for, once we get into conference play, I'm sure that, you know, that's not going to be the only tight game and we're down the stretch. So now we kind of have that experience, um, as well as like for us, I think for, we saw a lot of growth in our habits as a team and what we're trying to build. Um, we, we talk a lot about being a consistent team, which we still have a long ways to go as we, we get into our next game, but, um, but it was good to see a lot of carryover from what we worked on in those 10 days and working on ourselves, carry over into a win.
1: Now we go to that Binghamton <laughs> game, which was just only about 40 hours or so ago. Um, credit to Binghamton uh, defending their home court as they should, coming away with a five-point victory. They started off shooting really well. Yeah. Um, you, any team that goes out and knocks down a bunch of threes early, um, you give credit to that. I know it was one of those where it started out okay. It looked like the first four or five minutes or so, and then all of a sudden just the wall happened. Yeah. Um, I know and I was watching you know back last night at a gig elsewhere on the day of but it looked like the bench was still trying to fire the group up at any moment for any small thing couple of you know 10 second calls that you guys Mm -hmm. got everyone going nuts but at the same time it's just had to be a bit frustrating to see shots not falling and I think it was what 10 minutes or so Mm -hmm. without a made field goal so for both of you um Carly, first, what are you trying to say to your group to just kind of have that quick short-term mentality? Say, okay, you're getting the looks. I know they're not falling, but just keep shooting.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think for us, my my big messaging early was our defense. I mean, we were were on pace to give up like 120 points at the first media timeout. And so that for me, like we've talked a lot about our identity starts with our defensive end. Um, and so the fact that, you know, you let any team score f- or shoot 57% from the floor, you're not going to win too many games. And so we start there. Um, and that typically coach Erica said this to our team after, after the game, but that, that triggers our offense when you are able to get stops and run and play in transition. And we weren't able to do that. Um, so, so yeah, we, we didn't play great offensively. We had some careless turnovers that again, we we, we focus every day on trying to clean up. Um, and that's part of kind of growing up sure. some of our, our guards and getting our system together, but, um, but at the end of the day, if you get stops and get you know some easier looks, now you're you doesn't feel like you're pressing as much on the offensive end.
1: Anything on that you wanted to add? I know you've been shaking your head a lot in agreement. It's just it was one of those days or one of those at least first halves, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, like just just like Coach Carly said, um, we're we're a lot better when we're able to go out into a game and dictate you know, and dominate on the defensive end. Um, we get easy points and, you know, everybody's feeling it. Everybody's playing with energy and adrenaline and stuff like that. So it was tough when we couldn't get a stop. And then the pressure was even more on us, right? Like now we really have to score. Um, so it was tough. Um, and we, we really pride ourselves on, you know, getting stops and trying to get out of transition to get easy buckets. So
1: Yeah, um, for sure. It did look, 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 though, like deja vu was going to happen all over again because then the team puts on a charge, a yeah. late run, yep. third quarter going into the fourth quarter. Callie and Iza continue to be consistent and I mean you credit the pair of them for I think what the last 3 games are averaging combined over 45 points mm-hmm. a game which is an incredible rate um you did I know it was spoken on the broadcast from the Binghamton perspective that you said that this team does need to rely on Callie a bit offensively in these dire moments but it's nice to know that there's a one two punch mm-hmm. in there especially with Iza's experience
2: yeah yeah I mean I think the two of them you know, I, I think I've posted about it at one point after Cali's first thirty-six point game. But those two are super consistent yeah. in their in their work. Um, that doesn't just kind of happen. Um, it, th- those two really work on their games, and they they do a great job of of leading our team. Um, but the nice thing is you you obviously have those two, um, but then you sprinkle in great games from Nellie and Dre and, you know, whoever steps up. I thought Beach has really stepped up over the last yeah. couple of games. So the nice thing is as those guys continue to come along, I think we're going to see a more complete team um, as we kind of figure out where everybody fits. For
1: mm-hmm. other teams, they're probably going to see this. They're mm-hmm. going to see the fact that, you know, if anything, don't let 23, <laughs> don't let <laughs> he's a. Find a way to beat you. 23, of course, being Cali. Don't let 23 and 10 beat you. So, what message does that maybe get from the rest of the group? Knowing that, okay, when we get to league play, you're going to have teams that are going to scout. I mean, everyone's scouting specifically for these two, but do not let them beat you. Who's going to be the one to step up? Is this being, that's not talked about, but is there kind of that agreement amongst the rest of the group saying, hey, now they're doing their part? We got to follow. Well, we
2: talk a lot in general with our team about being really selfless and sharing the basketball. We sure. show clips of it almost every day. We we work on it almost every single day because then it, it does become harder to just load in on one or two players. So um, we, we talk a lot about like when the ball comes to you, be ready to shoot. Um, and I think, again, we've seen that the ability to do that with Dre with a 20-point game. And Nellie has stepped up with some big games. Um, and so I think, I think we're going to be able to, to be okay with that. Cause we've got good, both Cali and Iza are good passers and they're willing passers. Um, so I think the more that they do share the ball, that easier it, it becomes for our team to score and, and not just load up on those two guys.
1: Looking ahead now to those two games, well, the first one, we have Dayton coming up in a couple of days time. That would be on Wednesday, the seventh, if there's one or two big things that you want to take away, especially from that second half of Binghamton to carry over into the first half, what are what are those
2: uh, well we talked a lot about a sense of urgency sure. right like we we kind of got punched first um and I thought we kind of practiced that way a couple of days of just not you know, being ready to go from the jump so you don't get to ease your way into any game, especially on the road, mm. especially now against an A-10 team. You just don't get to do that. Um, so takeaways, obviously, on the defensive end as well um, of, of being able to dictate and, and get some things early. Um, and so that's, those are two huge keys for us is just having a, a sense of urgency and, and being a defensive-minded team.
1: Yeah, and you're going to have to expect them to come out firing because, I mean, if there is any team that's probably as disappointed and maybe pissed off, it's probably the and team. I mean, their last four games, or not? Sorry, of their four uh, of their eight losses, four have been by four points or less, including and probably those who have seen about it losing by one because of a administrative technical. um That's never going to go yeah. down easy. I uh, mean, seven
2: of their eight games, they've yeah. either been tied or a single digit game in the fourth quarter. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's obviously it's not the same team that got to the tournament last year that won a game in the first four, but they're going to be hungry. They're Mm -hmm. going to be upset. They want to at least get some on their home court. Did notice though that, you know, of anything, large turnover margin. Mm -hmm. um, And they allow their opponents to get to the free throw line a lot. And we've Mm -hmm. seen that, especially in the Fordham game late on. Can that be something that we can try, we being Fairfield, try to exploit knowing that, okay, we might get a lot of looks from the stripe if we have the onus upon ourselves to get paint touches?
0: Um absolutely absolutely. Um just to reiterate what coach said like if if we dictate and we're aggressive and then you know we play selfless fairfield basketball like we'll be fine. Um I, I think it's a good opponent it's a good test for our team and uh, we'll be ready to go Wednesday.
1: Love that. Sacred Heart is our next home game as well and I think everyone after seeing what's happened the two first home games the men getting off the mark kind of itching to get back to home and it's <laughs> yes. that other team across the road yeah. right
2: yes I, I hope we get another it's from what it sounds like we're gonna have another great crowd yep. um and I, you know that that one every game means a lot and that one I, I think is a little bit uh extra motivation to be kind of your crosstown team um and i think you said it right though we're just anxious to get back home you know we've we i would have loved to have eight home games in the non-conference but um it's it'll be cool to kind of build that into our our conference uh schedule as we start in a couple weeks yeah and that's
1: the I mean that's a big one this is the final dress rehearsal right because league play starts a couple days afterwards so time is it's running out a little Mm -hmm. bit I mean not that it's like it's desperation right now but it's one of those where do you just kind of forget the fact or tell the team to forget about the fact that the next game's a conference game just focus as if this is almost a conference game just yeah, I mean,
2: that's that's our messaging all year mm-hmm. long, is to stay in the moment and be exactly where your feet are and pour into the, the moments that you have with your team because nothing's guaranteed. So the, the messaging won't be different in that regard of, like, this game is just as important as the next um, for our growth as a team to mm-hmm. continue getting better.
1: Definitely. So that game on Sunday, December the 11th at 2 p.m. Make sure you get over to Mahoney Arena. Tickets are available now on fairfieldstags.com. Do you want to finish up a little bit, learn a bit more about you, Coach, because yeah, that that's something that i like to do with these platforms is find out the person behind the coach you've had a nice journey to get to this point a little here there and everywhere st francis harcum stony brook fiu why fairfield what made you kind of buy into this project
0: um i think the biggest thing for me was the people uh, when i got a chance to talk to coach carly um two to three times before i met her um, unbelievable energy. Um and, and and we really connected. I'm very big on relationships. Mm. Um so I felt like I knew her before I even met her. Um so it was awesome. And then obviously like meeting the rest of the staff was amazing. I mean, she's a rock star. She put together, you know, a very elite staff. Um so I love it here. Um great place. And then every everybody in the athletic department, you know, a part of Fairfield has really been welcoming. So it's it's been awesome.
1: And it seems the energy always just watching this group operate, <laughs> yeah. the energy is positive. And yeah. I love that. I mean every coaching staff has kind of what gets them ticked and they get the group ticking, but it seems like everybody feeds off of each other. I see Carly kind of smiling <laughs> off the side. Feed off her a lot. Feed off her Feed off Erica <laughs> a lot. But no, but that's it's huge though, because the players sense that. Yep. We see that and we're like we're looking forward to coming and doing our job on a daily basis. <laughs> yep. Um, we, we, we talk about it every day
0: of creating our own energy. Um, and as a, as a coaching staff, you know, we're going to bring that every day to, to our group and then and our kids, you know, do the same thing and bring it together. So we, we just want to create our own energy and bring it everywhere we go. So
1: And with everybody kind of having their own journey on this coaching staff to get here to this point, what are when you were looking at this group right before you started, what were some of the things that you're hoping maybe to learn from everybody else to kind of add to your own? And maybe perhaps Carly, I'll ask you the same thing after vice versa, what Erica has brought to the table that, you know, we could pick away, but I'll start with you first.
0: Um, Well, first and foremost, I mean, Coach Carly is an elite Recruiter right. um, and I, I think for me That that was big coming here and, and, and Getting the recruiting coordinator title and Being able to help you know this program And bring, bring in some really really good Players she has been amazing and Mentoring me in that um, and then Kind of just everything I mean X's and O's um, she she kind of puts me on the Spot sometimes and I'm like oh my gosh um, and, and stuff like that to just Kind of draw up stuff on the fly and, and and Really be in tune and have a voice um, I think that's important um, as, as every everyone else on the staff I kind of try to pick all their brains obviously coach Eric and coach Blake have both been head coaches at the college um, level so um, as as much as I can pick their brain and continue to grow from from all of them I mean it's it's been amazing so definitely
2: Uh, well first and foremost she obviously said she's she's the recruiting coordinator and she's just hit the ground running and has been fantastic I mean we we've got in with kids that we probably had no business being in with right away. She's done a great job. She's relentless. I think that's the word I would use uh, for coach Erica as a recruiter. She's a relentless recruiter. Um, We're super excited about the ones we've been able to sign already. Um, And just, she mentioned earlier with the relationships, but she's a, she's a great relationship builder. And that was for me, anybody that I hired, um, I wanted them to be people, people first. Um, And Erica is that and more. I mean, she, she does a great job of building relationships with our players. Um, builds trust with them Um, and obviously within a staff we've got great trust with each other but um, I've just I've been blown away about how she's been able to just get in with anybody that she talks to she builds trust with um, whether it's in the athletic department our team recruiting families things like that so um, for me that's huge that we've been able to create great buy-in with our team in a short amount of time because of the work that our our coaches have put in to to build trust with our players so um, I don't think we'd be growing as much as we have without that
1: no definitely and again like i said it's uh
2: especially with yeah. the you know building ones with janelle and mimi yes. and, like the gray hairs you know she, <laughs> she's with she's with them every day <laughs> hey
1: you know what it's a labor of love it,
2: it is it <laughs> is they're growing every single day i know so when she I'm goes come here i know like they, they're they like they're coming <laughs> I, know, I, I gotta tighten those screws right? so
0: if you ever see me tighten those screws on their head i gotta yeah. tighten them right? okay so
1: does that mean i run the other way then? <laughs> no
0: that, that just means they're gonna be locked, <laughs> gonna be locked in locked i'm tightening in. In those screws love that yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: guys, I appreciate this. It was good fun. Thank you, Absolutely. Erica, for uh, joining us. Thanks and, for uh, having me. Yeah, Hopefully have you back at some point later in the season, bring more of that positive energy and I'll show out better <laughs> than what I've got on the footwear. Uh, uh... Thank you.
0: Absolutely.
1: Coach, always a pleasure Thank as well. Thank you so much. Um, that has been the latest episode of the Fast Break Podcast with Coach Carly. Make sure to stay with us on all of our social media platforms, at Stags Ball on Twitter, at Fairfield WBB on Instagram. and Of course, you can follow us on the Stags Sports Network, at Stags Sportsnet on Twitter. We'll talk to you all next time. Until then, go Stags. The Fast Break Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags women's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.